What is up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Surfing the Stream, where every week we're on a quest to find out what is the greatest movie of all time. I am Matt Primo, and today I'm here to give y'all the Surfing the Stream Awards for 2021. We're going to go through uh, eight different awards, and then I'm going to give you my top 10 movies of the year. Uh, I know it's a little late, so I do apologize, but there were several movies that I did not get an opportunity to watch. So throughout the entire month of January, I was kind of catching up on the movies from 2021, and I still have not watched everything that I wanted to watch uh, from last year. So that kind of sucks. I didn't get to watch Old. I didn't get to watch uh, Free Guy, uh, Cruella, uh, Candyman, uh, several several big-time movies that I didn't get a chance to. Uh, but just from looking at reviews, I don't know if I don't know if they would have made my top ten anyways. So it is what it is. But before we jump into the review, uh, if you like what we're doing here and you want to consider supporting us, then go to Patreon.com/slash/twogame. That is the number two. Support us at any of those tiers, and you get access to a whole bunch of different content, uh, exclusive podcast, exclusive segments, uh, voting rights, uh, even our access to our Discord channel. So patreon.com slash two game. Uh, shout out to our $20 tier supporters, Carmen D. Cuckoo, Eric Hernandez, Sharon Petrie, Lindsey Humble, and Michael King. We appreciate y'all supporting us at that $20 tier each and every month. Without y'all, we would not be able to do this. So thank you so much. Without further ado, let's jump into it. Uh, now we're going we're gonna to go into the awards first. So first up, surprise of the year. And that goes to boss level. Now... I haven't really talked about that a whole lot on this uh, on the podcast. I'm trying to think if I even reviewed. I, I believe I reviewed this way back at the beginning of the year, and I gotta say it was one of the most surprising movies that I have watched in a long time. Like you know when you go on like Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, and you just say, you know what, I just want to kind of find out like a hidden gem. This is like the definition of hidden gem. This movie was was smart. It feels like a roguelike type video game almost uh it's it's comparable to like groundhog day where the same where you relive the same day over and over and over again and i think they do that uh very intelligently in, in this movie and it's got some humor behind it as well uh it's got the frank grillo from uh uh from the purge and he's also in the uh, captain america civil war as well uh so that's where you found him and I, I do believe he did a great job in this movie. And he has Mel Gibson in it, but nobody really cares about him in this movie. But that is going to be the surprise of the year, boss level. It is on Hulu, so I highly, highly recommend going to check that out. As for the most overrated movie of the year, and these are just my opinions now. I picked all this out, and nobody voted for it. Uh, most overrated movie of the year is Black Widow. Uh, in my opinion, I think... A lot of people were saying that that movie was the best Marvel movie that has come out in recent years, even over like Infinity War and even just best like solo outing. Uh, people had that like one of the best Marvel movies. And look, it, it's an okay movie. It's it, it's fine. It, it's nothing amazing. The action sequences at the very end are kind of over the top and they just don't look good. I'm not interested in it. The acting was really, really great though. And Florence Pugh, who I kind of hope is takes over that mantle of Black Widow, I think she's gonna be gonna be great in that role. So other than some of the acting, I I didn't really care anything about what was going on. I mean, we already kind of know what happens to Black Widow in the end. So did we even need this movie? I don't even know. 
but I just felt like the action sequences were kind of lackluster. I felt like the villain of Taskmaster was so hype. Like they had an opportunity to make that an amazing villain and they just squandered it. Like the very beginning, that very first fight between Taskmaster and Black Widow was so damn good. But then you almost don't even do anything with Taskmaster the rest of the movie. It was uh, highly disappointing, uh, I gotta say. But it is the most overrated movie, in my opinion, of 2021. As for the most underrated, and this one was kind of a, uh, I was kind of deciding between this one. I was like, what what movies out there? You know, there's Pig, but a lot of people have said that movie's really good, so is that technically underrated at this point? I'm not entirely sure. So I recently watched a movie called Lamb, and I was super excited about this movie going into it because I thought it was going to be this almost kind of like The Witch. And if you've been following along with the podcast for any period of time, you know The Witch is like top five movies all time for me. Uh, it's one of the best, if not the best, horror movie that's come out in recent years, maybe of all time. Uh, the same studio kind of did Lamb. So A24 is the studio. So I kind of had high hopes for this movie. And it had like this weird uh, horror atmosphere to the trailer. Like they had almost kind of like a, uh, I don't even know how to describe it, almost like a lighthearted tone with the uh, the music in the trailer. And you're like, okay, where are they going with this? And then they make it horror vibes toward the end of that trailer. And you're like, oh my God, this this movie is either going to be truly amazing or it's going to be going to be terrible. And I watched it here recently. It was one of the movies I had to watch in January. And I gotta say, I was completely, I wasn't amazed by it. Like, it's not the most amazing, it's not as amazing as I thought it was gonna be, where it's gonna be up there with The Witch. But it was definitely a highly enjoyable movie, and it's pretty quickly paced, even for the fact that there's not a whole lot going on in the movie. The only issue is, do not go into this movie expecting horror or anything like The Witch, because it is not. Uh, It's almost... It's almost just strictly a fantasy movie. With I mean, there's no horror elements in this movie whatsoever. So my expectations of that pretty much was non-existent. So uh, it is what it is. But yeah, I, I highly recommend going to check out Lamb if you're looking for an underrated movie. Uh, again, they're, they they kind of paint it as a horror movie, but I, I don't think so. I don't think so. It's nothing like uh, The Witch. It's, it's more of a fantasy tale uh, more than anything. But then let's get to the next award, which is Worst Movie of the Year. Now, I was debating on whether to have this award or not because I recently did a Top 2021 uh, Awards episode for our Wall of Death podcast, which is a album review podcast exclusive to Patreon supporters. And I I cut out the Worst Album of the Year uh, for that because I didn't really want to – I don't want to trash anybody's favorite movie, Right. Like, you might think it's the worst movie of all time, but someone down the road can think it is one of the best movies of the year. And I don't want, I don't like trash-talking people's uh, uh, favorite stuff, right? But I feel like... I feel like we have to talk about the worst movies of the year, right? Uh, F9 is in that conversation. The Pur- uh, Forever Purge is in that conversation. Matrix Resurrections is in that conversation. Uh, but the winner of worst movie of the year, and I gotta say is the movie that I hated the most out of all of them, so that's probably why it wins this award, is Tom and Jerry. I had such huge expectations going into this movie. i got to tell you, we had a movie night, a family movie night uh, at my house with the kids, the wife, and we got movie, we got popcorn, we got pizza, and I was super excited, hyped up 
to watch Tom and Jerry because I grew up on the the cartoons and I absolutely love the cartoons. In fact, it was something that I watched with my my granny several several times because she loved Tom and Jerry as well. So going into the movie, I was expecting Tom and Jerry, and that's not really what you get. They throw in some damn uh, human st- elements in there, and they focus on the humans a lot. And it's just like, bruh, I ain't here for the I ain't here for the humans. I'm here for Tom and Jerry. But then when they even get to the Tom and Jerry stuff, it's not even funny. It's not even cool. Uh, it's not even lighthearted. It's just kind of boring. And then you throw in the human elements, and it's just, I, I didn't care about any of the humans whatsoever. Didn't care about the story. It was badly written. It was just the worst movie of 2021, without a doubt. Uh, we got three more awards, or four more awards, excuse me. Uh, most disappointing movie of the year goes to Halloween Kills. I... I was probably most excited. I'm not going to say most excited, but I, I think there's one movie on here that uh, I was more excited about, and I don't want to talk about it just yet. But Halloween Kills, I I saw the, the rebooted Halloween from 2018, and that movie just skyrocketed my expectations of what the Halloween franchise can be, and it was the start of a trilogy. So going into Halloween Kills, super excited. It was something I was thinking about every single day leading up to the release of this movie. And then I watch it and I'm just like, I mean, look, it's not the worst Halloween movie that we've seen or or that they made. But in terms of my hype level with how well it was, it was so far apart that it's kind of unbelievable. Uh, I almost put it up there with Spider-Man 3 and how that turned out. My hype level for Spider-Man 3 was so high and then I got what the movie got and it was just like so disappointing. Uh, next up, we got the best moment. Now, I got to say, this is going to be spoilers, so you may have to skip ahead. If you plan on seeing this movie, or I mean, I do recommend that you go and check this movie out. But if you do plan on seeing this movie, I highly, highly recommend you skip ahead just a couple of minutes in this podcast. Uh, because I'm going to talk about this final moment, and it's the end of this particular movie. So if you plan on seeing it, skip ahead. Uh, the best moment goes to Wrong Turn and its ending. So basically, it had like, I can't remember if it was two or three false endings at the very end of Wrong Turn, and when I originally watched the movie, which is, it's a actually a pretty good movie. Like, I really enjoyed Wrong Turn. It almost won uh, Surprise of the Year for me. Honestly, it was right there with Boss Level, like two most unexpected movies of the year. So at the very end, there's like a couple of different false endings. You're thinking, is this really how they're going to end the movie? I, I can't believe this. And then... They just swap it on you, and it's just it is one of the most it is one of the best endings that I have seen. Not only in a horror movie, but just any movie period in a very very long time. It was a very very well executed uh, ending to that movie. I highly highly recommend going to check out Wrong Turn. I don't want to get into too many specifics about the Wrong Turn and its ending, so go check it out. I bought it for like ten dollars. 100% worth it. Now, do not expect going into that movie, don't don't expect like uh, like the the incest inbred type of people from the original series. This is completely different. Completely different. I was not expecting the type of people in the mountains that they were that they went with, but it was a welcomed like reboot and I kind of hope they continue the series and this is definitely one of the more surprising movies of 2021. And then for, and this is not really an award, I guess, but just talking about the best genre series that I did of the year, just kind of look back, 
we did Kung Fu in review, uh, War Movies in review, Christmas in review, and Horror Part 2. Normally, I kind of lean more towards horror being my favorite series, but it was kind of, I guess the time period just didn't match up with me, and I just didn't get to put a whole lot of effort into it. Kung Fu in Review was probably my favorite out of out of the entire series that we did last year. Yes, there were some duds. Yes, there were some bad moments in that in that series where I was watching some terrible movies. But I also found love for a brand new genre that I didn't know that I had. Like I never would have went towards Kung Fu movies or even like Asian cinema or or anything like that prior to this this uh, genre series. So now my eyes are opened up to a whole new genre. So yeah. There you go. And the last and final uh, award goes to the best animated movie, which to me is Demon Slayer Mugen Train. It was up between that and Rhea and the Last Dragon. I think those two movies are phenomenal. But I don't want to talk too much about either of those movies because, not to spoil my list, but I'm going to be talking about those two movies here shortly. Uh, So let's jump into my top 10 movies of 2021. I have been keeping this ranking since January 1st of 2020. And on Letterboxd, you can go follow me on Letterboxd. Uh, PrimateX is my uh, username or whatever the hell you want to call it. I have been, anytime I would watch a, 20, a 2021 movie, I would add it to this list and I would just rank it as I go. I ended up watching 60 movies that came out within the year of 2021. So I did put a lot of time into this and I'm, I'm pretty dead set on this. Uh, I will give you some honorable mentions right before the final movie. And uh, there's a few of them that I almost put in my top 10, but they just didn't make the cut. But they're still really good movies that you should go check out. At number 10, and this is a movie that I just finished watching uh, in January, and I'm including both parts because it's just, I mean, it's basically one long movie. Uh, But the movie was released in two separate parts, and that is Batman the Long Halloween. I think the animation is amazing. I think the story is amazing. I think the... I think the adaptation of the graphic novel and other comics, excuse me, and to the big screen is is truly great. There are some scenes that really pop off that remind me so much of the comic, and sometimes it's word for word what's going on in the comic. So I think they did a great job adapting uh, the Long Halloween comic, and they even added some extra stuff in there to kind of fluff up the movie a little bit, which I think adds a lot. Uh, it, it does feel a little. Not fast-paced, because it's not, but it feels like a little disjointed at times, but the comic feels like that as well, so I can't really complain too much about it, but I I love the voice acting. I think the voice acting is great in this movie. Jensen Ackles uh, voices Batman, and I think he did a great job. Uh, originally, I was not too, too impressed by him as the voice actor for Batman, and it's mainly because I felt like he needed a little bit deeper of a voice. Uh, but I thought I thought he did a great job. Once the, once you get kind of used to it, I, I think uh, I think he did a great job. And uh, just overall, two really really great movies that I'm including as one. At number nine, I have Raya and the Last Dragon. Uh, absolutely gorgeous animation. Uh, while the story is predictable at times, and the the theme of trust is beating a dead horse throughout the course of the movie, I think this might be one of my favorite Disney movies ever made. Uh, it does borrow elements from previous Disney movies, so it does lack in that originality department, but the Asian storyline kind of keeps it fresh enough to, to love. Uh, the one thing that separates uh, Disney movies from one another is whether or not the movie hits you in the feels. Uh, this movie definitely hits you in the feels, multiple times at that, and it's unapologetic for it. 
this was originally when I when I originally wrote it, or not wrote it, uh, originally watched it. I I was thinking this might be one of the the best movies of the year, maybe even a movie of the year candidate. Uh, while it didn't climb up too high up on my list, I think it's definitely enjoyable and one of the more surprising movies that I've watched recently with the kids and on Disney, especially a Disney animated movie. I kind of went into it with low expectations, thought it was just going to be another run-of-the-mill Disney movie, and uh, it hits you in the feels. A lot of similarities between this and, like, The Lion King. Look, guys, I, I, I absolutely love The Lion King. It's probably my favorite Disney movie of all time. So if you're going to borrow elements from that movie, 100% I'm on board with it. Next up is at number eight is The Suicide Squad. Uh, imagine an R-rated version of Guardians of the Galaxy on an acid trip. And that's what this movie is. And it's all the better for it. Uh, I was not expecting to like this movie as much as I did. In fact, I went into it with pretty low expectations. In fact, also on top of that, I was not excited to watch this movie whatsoever. It was mainly just because I had to. Uh, but I was... I had a lot of fun with this movie. I really did. Somehow, James Gunn manages to get me to care about all of those uh, F-listed villains. And a lot of them, I've never even heard of before. The film is very self-aware of just how ridiculous uh, some of the characters are. And that is one of its strengths, in my opinion. Does every weird addition or joke land? No, of course not. But I would say about 85%, maybe even 90% of the jokes do. Uh, I actually think it's more enjoyable, entertaining, and comedic than Deadpool. Uh, I would watch this movie 10 times before I ever watch Deadpool again. And that's not saying Deadpool is a bad movie. It's just I think this is a way better movie. Uh, the CGI is really great throughout. A couple spots where it's not so good. The action sequences are super violent, which is fantastic with me. But the action is over the top and just all around entertaining, which, I mean, can you ask for anything else in, a, in an action movie? Uh, this is one of the best DC movies that have been released up to this point. This is what the first Suicide Squad movie should have been all along, but it wasn't. At number seven, No Time to Die. I feel like this movie could probably be a little bit higher up on my list. I need to watch it again because I had to watch it in multiple at multiple points. So I never got to watch it in like one sitting. But I felt like the acting, I felt like what they did with the character was great. Uh, I felt like the story overall was great. Uh, the villain needs work. Uh, the villains in the James Bond, Daniel Craig universe, for the most part, are not very good. And I felt like he had so much potential, but they just kind of squandered it. And then you have the ending, which I, I think that's the only way that you can end this series is the way that it ended. So I'm completely okay with the way it ended. Maybe a little over top, maybe a little bit, but Overall, I'm fine with it. Uh, I just thought this movie was just overall just entertaining from beginning to end. I did not want to put it down and stop it, but I had to. Uh, so I highly recommend going to check out this movie. And then at number six, almost made the top five, and that is Pig with uh, Nick Cage. This is a movie that going into it, I was expecting more along the lines of like John Wick. And that's what kind of what it got uh, billed as and advertised as was a John Wick type film. And it was not, guys. It was not. Uh, there's little to no action in this movie. I think there's like one scene where there's actually some action and it's a fight scene. Uh, other than that, I don't think there's anything left in this movie as far as action. This is this is a drama at its core. And it's a, basically an emotional tale uh, between a, a man and his pig. That's really what the movie is. And it, I, I don't feel like I'm doing justice when I describe it like that. 
But I think Nick Cage puts on his probably his best performance that I have seen in years in this movie. I thought his acting was really great. Uh, it wasn't you know, the typical Nick Cage. Uh, he went for more of a subdued uh, performance, I guess you could call it. But I thought the story was great. I thought the acting across the board was great. Uh, what more could you ask for, right? Uh, at number five, I have Dune. And this is also a movie that could probably be higher if I watched it again. I had to watch it in multiple segments. Uh, the issue, the biggest issue with this movie is it doesn't feel complete. But going along with that is the fact that it is a two-part movie. So, of course, it's going to feel incomplete. Uh, they feel like they, they're kind of telling you something's going to happen, 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 and then you never get to that point because the movie ends. And then it's supposed to happen in the second movie. But I thought the acting was great. The CGI and the special effects are truly phenomenal. Some of the best special effects and CGI I've ever seen. Uh, I think the movie is phenomenally directed. I mean, I love Dennis Villeneuve. I guess that's how you could say it. Uh, y'all know what to do. Um, but I think he he made a great movie here. Uh, the acting, the story, the action is fantastic. Uh, so definitely go check out that, which is Dune. At number four, and this is the best animated movie of the year in my opinion, uh, Demon Slayer Mugen Train. It was a movie that was number one on my list for the longest time. Uh, three movies kind of put that down over the course of, I don't know, like the last five months or something like that, six months. Uh, it was like top two for the longest point. Uh, but Demon Slayer, Mugen Train, I had just finished the series and then going into that movie, saw it with uh, Eric, who's one of our Patreon supporters, and Christian, who uh, co-hosts with me on the Two Game Podcast. It was just, a, it was it was a damn good time. It really was. We had we had some girly drinks. We, we just enjoyed the, the anime movie at the theaters and it was just, a great overall time. The story's great. The action is great. Could the movie be trimmed down a little bit? Probably. But you know what? I love Demon Slayer so much. I just want as much content from that that universe, that story, as much as I can. So I'm not going to make that a, a complaint of the movie. Uh, so at number four, Demon Slayer, Mugen Train. At number three, guys, this is a truly a great movie, especially when you watch it back-to-back with the first movie. But I just feel like I'm a little bit more positive on the other two, just like slightly. Like the the this top four to me was so hard to do, and I could probably interchange any of these, and I'd be okay with it. And number three, A Quiet Place Part Two. It was a movie that I was super excited about. I I remember buying it, just buying it. I was I was not going to theaters to see it. I I didn't have time to. Do, uh, but when it came out on DVD. Bought it day one without ever seeing it. That's just how much I love the original Quiet Place. And I watched this movie, and guys, I'm telling you, I the movie just ended. And that's not in a bad way. I'm not saying that in a bad way, but I'm just saying, like, I'm watching it. It felt like 10 minutes had passed by. This movie has some of the best pacing I have ever seen in a movie, period. This movie flew by. I was like, this, th- th- that's it? Like, I want more from this world. That's how good that movie is. When you want more of the movie, that tells me the movie is phenomenal, and this movie is phenomenal. It gives you great acting. It gives you great tense scenes. Uh, maybe a hair not as good as the original, but I'm telling you, it's it's minute. Uh, I think the direction is, is fantastic. Uh, John Krasinski directed this movie, and I think he's in it for just a little bit in the movie, but overall, I thought this movie was was truly great, and... I don't know if you could have made a better sequel to that original movie, which I thought 
I don't know. There was no chance that there could be, there could be a sequel. Uh, so I thought they did a great, great job with that. Uh, number two, it was a movie. It, it, this movie was the most hyped I was for any movie coming out last year. Uh, I was super excited about it. And I went and saw it in theaters uh, opening night. And that is The Green Knight. I think, technically speaking, this might be the best movie on the entire list. Uh, just from an acting standpoint, from a story standpoint, from a writing standpoint, all that, uh, that may be the best. But this is not a film for everyone. Uh, and that doesn't take away from just how incredible this movie is, I think. Uh, ever since watching it on that on that fateful Thursday night, I guess, uh, I haven't stopped thinking about this movie. And I think about it at least once a week. And for the greater portion of maybe a month or two, I was thinking about this movie every single day. And just the, all the themes that were that was in the movie, the acting, everything. Uh, one of the all-time best scores. Love the score in this movie. The cinematography and the acting are absolutely phenomenal. I think this might shoot up my all-time favorite movie rankings once I watch it again. And I've watched it twice. And I want to say it's it's not in my top 10 yet, but it, it will be. Uh, I highly recommend watching it with subtitles to kind of help follow along with it. Uh, this is definitely one of the best movies of 2021, and it's number two on my list for that reason. Uh, but again, it's not a movie for everyone. It is slow-paced. You're there for the experience. You're not there for action. There's no action in this whatsoever. Uh, it's basically just a journey, and that's the best way I can describe it. And to just throw out some honorable mentions, uh, Boss Level, go check that out. Wrong Turn, go check that out. Lamb, I've already talked about that. Go check that out. The Father, very, very well-acted movie with uh, Sir Anthony Hopkins in it where he's a dementia patient. Uh, go check that out. And The Harder They Fall, which is on Netflix. It's kind of like a spaghetti western, I guess, but... Uh, it was a, it was a movie that's really enjoyable actually, and it's one of the better movies throughout the year. Uh, if you can get past like some of the artistic stuff that they do at the very beginning, uh, I think the rest of the movie is is really great. But moving on to my number one movie of 2021, and guys, you may if you know me, you you thinking, hey, he hasn't talked about the Spider Man movie at all this year, and it almost made my best moment with the uh, you know the meme where they're all pointing at each other, but. Spider-Man No Way Home is my number one movie of 2021. It is one of the best experiences at a movie theater that I've had in a very, very, very long time. Uh, this is the perfect Spider-Man movie for me. Uh, I know there's Spider-Man Into the uh, Spider-Verse, and a lot of people say that is uh, the perfect Spider-Man movie, and I wouldn't argue with you. But for me personally, live action especially, this is the perfect Spider-Man movie. Uh, it's everything I ever wanted in a Spider-Man movie. Uh, the action, the drama, the romance, etc. The way the story and the character development flows just feels so natural. Uh, while the plot is very, very dense, I never had that sense that I was that it was just throwing so much at me at once. Uh, the pacing is incredible. Uh, after the first hour, I thought I was near the end. Uh, no, not whatsoever. Still had an hour and a half to go, but again, not a bad thing. Uh, the on-screen chemistry between Tom Holland and Zendaya is, is palpable. Uh, Holland gives his best performance as Peter slash Spider-Man, and I I just I absolutely love this movie. I can't wait to watch it again. I've tried so many times to go see it again in theaters. Uh, it, it's definitely worth seeing in theaters multiple times. That's how good this movie is. I can't remember a movie I have seen recently that I've wanted to see multiple times in theaters. 
was it the Dark Knight? No, 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 no. Uh, the Avengers, Endgame, Infinity War. Those are probably the last two movies that I've seen that I'm just like, I have to go back and see that movie again. Uh, but I never get to. But yeah, Spider-Man No Way Home, the perfect Spider-Man movie. And that is why it is my number one uh, for 2021. Uh, but that's going to be it for my awards and my top 10. You let me know what I got wrong or right. Uh, did I leave off your favorite movie of 2021? Please let me know, and I will uh, gladly discuss it with you of why I think that movie got left off. Uh, but that's going to be it for me. I appreciate y'all joining me. Uh, thank you for supporting us throughout the year of 2021, and uh, we're, we're excited and happy about what's to come for 2022. So thank you so much. I'll catch y'all next time on another episode.